0: Welcome to Bloom Darling Podcast. Life will eat you alive if you do not master it. We all need a community of support to encourage one another through the challenges of life. Bloom Darling Podcast is dedicated to discussing the struggles of life while availing how to bloom and thrive. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome to Bloom Darling Podcast. This is episode seven. This episode is titled, The Truth About Marriage. Today we're going to discuss the truth about marriage and joining me is my wonderful husband, Darrell. He is a graduate of Warner University and Southern New Hampshire University and he's currently teaching PE and health um, in Maryland. So happy to have him here and join me as we talk about marriage, this conversation came out of. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, I talked about blogging, and I've been talking a lot about marriage and just some of the myths of marriage and wanting to have an honest conversation. And so who better to join me um, than my husband? So thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: In the back, we have our puppy. So if you hear random noises in the background, she just wants to join us uh, for the combo too. So let's maybe share a little bit about how we met um and
1: about us being married how we met um we met um working at a camp working at camp sunshine um, I think you worked there for a summer right Yes only you one went, summer one summer uh, I worked there for many summers <laughs> um but yeah we met, um, Not really like, hey, we met and we're, you know, love at first sight type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because literally, like, I think the first time I met you, I was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. you were just like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of that.
0: We were definitely different people in different kind of seasons of life.
1: Yes. And had
0: different things going on. I was heading off to college. She was in the midst of college. And so we were not the people we're supposed to be for each other at that point in time.
1: Most definitely not um and so yeah fast forward like man i don't even know how many years four um, yeah fast forward like four <laughs> years and um and i was i was interning at, at church um at the church that the camp was actually at and um she was attending that church her family was attending that church and she had just come back um for home from graduating college yeah and um and i was you know kind of well actually i think i was past interning at that point and I was just kind of heading up, heading up the um, children's ministry, like um, within a transition um, of pastors, and uh, and she like came looking to um, help out within the ministry, and so of course I was the kind of point person, and um, you know we kind of just kind of connected from there, kind of just talking and getting to know each other, and then you know, the the sparks flew eventually. That's kind of how we met and how we got started.
0: Yeah, now um, it's 2020, and this is not the year that anybody thought it would be, but uh, we've been married for two years and a few months now, so Mm -hmm. uh, we'll happily celebrate three years in June. So we have a few questions that we came up that we really just want to talk through and both kind of share our thoughts on. Um, I think this will be good because we can hear, um, my perspective as a female, um, his perspective as a male, and we might share some opinions. We might disagree. And so this, I think is perfect as we talk about marriage. So the first question we're going to answer is, uh, what was the worst marriage advice you've ever received and why?
1: Um I don't know. I think for me like the old the old saying that like everybody says like the whole happy wife, happy life type of thing. Um I don't think it should ever just be in a one sided. Um, I think you know marriage is, is a union. It's the two become one. And so, you know, when you look at it at that, like, yeah, you're becoming one, but you're still two. So you have, Mm -hmm. you know, this individual over here and this individual um, over here, and those two are coming together. And so it can't just be one side. You, you be happy, and, you know, you over here, you just make sure that this person's happy, and that's it. You know, like, that's not fair. That's not healthy. Um, You put a lot of pressure, you know, on the husband to make sure that the, the wife is happy. Um, and then if you like take that saying literally, it's like, okay, well, like, what does the wife do? She's just happy Does she not, you know, help the husband to be happy. Any? Um, so I most definitely would say that's kind of like the worst advice. Like both, you know, should aim to be happy with it in marriage.
0: Definitely. And I think that also gives the misconception that your happiness comes from another person. Mm-hmm. And no other human being is going to be the source for your happiness. Like you need to be happy as a single person all on your own, or else you will never be happy in a partnership, in a marriage, in a relationship. Um, Your happiness shouldn't be tied to another human being, for sure. I think for me, the worst marriage advice I ever give is more like premarital advice. And a lot of married women give this advice to single women. They'll say... Um, you will find your husband when you're not thinking about it. He'll just magically appear. And I definitely disagree with that. I feel that um, relationships, marriage, it comes out of not necessarily actively seeking another person, but in knowing who you are and walking in that. And I'm a very observant person. So I pay attention to the people in my life, my surroundings, my relationships with people. So if I was at a point in my life where I wasn't paying attention to, you know, a friendship or a relationship in my life, then I would not be the person that I am. I would be a totally different person. And so I feel like that's also saying that we need to put blinders on and somebody's just going to magically show up in front of our lap. And I disagree with that. I don't think that that's how it's going to be. For some people, you know, you might just go to the grocery store and meet somebody, but um, I don't think it. It's always going to be like that or in most cases that it will end up
1: like that yeah you know a lot of things you most definitely you know should be intentional about those things if even if you're not actively seeking those things as mm-hmm. you said you know so you know having kind of you know your values you know having different you know things that you you know would want in, in a husband or a wife and a partner. Um, i think those things you know should definitely be aligned i think your relationship with the lord should most definitely um you know play a major role in in that whole equation as well so even if you're not actively seeking um you know still you know making sure that you have you know some standards set you mm-hmm. know because the whole saying the whole saying you know if you don't um, stand you know for something you fall for anything um i think it applies with even within that context as well
0: definitely And so thinking about the worst marriage advice let's talk about the best marriage advice that we have ever received and i can go first um for me the best marriage advice i've ever received was to fight um a lot of time i think people say that you shouldn't fight in marriage that you need to just kind of brush things under the rug. But no, I think you should actively fight with your partner. I think that in marriages and in relationships, it's natural and normal to fight. I think in society, people have this uncomfortability with conflict. And so people choose not to work through their issues. They kind of brush everything under the rug and they um, choose instead to keep everything bottled up inside. And then I think that leads to more problems. That leads to resenting your partner, resenting yourself. It leads to unnecessary issues instead of just like working through. You need to fight. You need to argue. There needs to be this friction and this tension to be able to, I think, mold together um, as a unit, as a healthy unit, and to be able to say, hey, you matter to me enough to work through the hard stuff. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to abandon you or forsake this relationship. This relationship and you is so important to me that like this ugly hard stuff and and us like we're going to just work through it for as long as it takes. And I think the uh, that's the best advice I've received. I actually got that from Listening to um, the Fierce Marriage podcast with Ryan and Selena Frederick, they talk about that. They have a book called Fierce Marriage, and it was just such a profound and powerful idea that I had not heard before.
1: Yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, but I also kind of want to throw in there that you know it shouldn't just be just crazy out of you know hand. Um, I'm mad, you're mad. We're just gonna you know yell at each other. Um, but you know definitely being able to be at a place to where you can, you know, fight well, you know, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, state your feelings, um, state state what you agree with, what you disagree with, and then be able to, you know, talk through those things and actually come up with solutions um, or actually points to, you know, work, up, work on to get better, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if you're both just kind of yelling or talking at each other, nobody's actually listening. And oh, that should God. be, you know, that should be, the um, you know, the goal, you know, the goal mm. for for you to be, you know, listened to, for her to you, you for both of you guys to listen to each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I think that's that. I think that's important to to point out. And
0: chiming into that, I love like the idea of fighting well, and I think there's also a, an idea that like when you first get together, that you'll know how to fight well, but you have to learn how to fight well, mm-hmm. and like that's a process. It could take months. It could take years. Honestly, I think it will take a lifetime, you know, with someone to learn how to fight well because you're going to go through different seasons of life, different circumstances. You know, how you fight dating is different than how you fight maybe in marriage and how you fight when you have one kid and six kids. You know, I I think it's a process of learning how to fight well. I love that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like 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 boxing or a boxer, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't only learn offense, you Mm -hmm. know, as as a boxer. Um or any kind of fighter. You don't only learn offense. Like you have to learn both offense and defense because you're not only throwing punches, mm-hmm. but there are punches that are getting thrown back as well. And you um, you know, you want to be able to duck or dodge those punches or whatever. Um, so you know, making sure that you are, you know, the best boxer, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the best marriage boxer that you could possibly be. Um, but also making sure that you are coachable at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Something we said to each other over and over again in our first year of marriage was, like, we're on the same team, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think, like, even if we're in a boxing ring and we're not actually, he's not hitting me, (laughs) um, you know, but we're fighting, then it's not that we're fighting against each other, but we're fighting to move forward together. There's no, like, I win this argument, Mm -hmm. you win the next argument. No, if we have a problem, like, we both lose, you know us battling it out is working together so that we both win Mm -hmm. so do you have any best marriage Um, advice you could share
1: i think my i don't and honestly i don't even know where it came from or where i heard it at but i think the best thing for me has been um your marriage is going to be what you make it Mm -hmm. um and so you know make like just just that whole thing in that whole process, just getting me to just kind of think like, okay, well, yeah, we have to make this marriage a great marriage. You know, Mm -hmm. like we talked about, you know, people kind of have their, you know, different thoughts or dreams or, you know, all of these different um, pictures of what they think marriage is going to be or even what they may want their marriage to be like. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it actually takes that work. It takes that intentionality to, you know, bring that actual picture, the actual thought, that actual want um, you know, actually to reality. And so, you know, actually having that mindset and and being like, okay, well, that means I actually have to put the work in, you know, to, 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 to make it look that way, you know, and then it also kind of makes it tangible. Mm -hmm. um it's like okay like it's not just this far off picture or this fairy tale this happily ever after you know but it's okay i have to make my happily area ever after and i want my happily ever after to look like this Mm -hmm. so since i want it to look like this i can do this that and the other you know to to be stepping stones to get to that point
0: Mm -hmm. definitely and i think it's it's work like that's something on our wedding day um Pastor and good friend who married us, like you said, marriages work. And mm-hmm. to be able to get to the picture, you know, first you need to have a picture and then you need to collaboratively like put in that constant effort, time, and willingness to get there.
1: Yeah. For sure. Cause one of the one of the one of the things that I really remember, you know, vividly, like with us is when we actually had conversations you know, what, what do we want our marriage to look like? Where do you want our marriage to grow? I mean, to go, to grow through, yeah, to grow too as well, but to go, Um, what, you know, what are, what are, you know, goals for our marriage? And we actually had that, that conversation and actually you know, talked about it, then it was like, oh, okay, well, I see what she wants, I see what I want. They're pretty much the same thing, you know, little nuances here, there, mm-hmm. but they're basically the same thing. So, you know, since I know that, you know, now I have an even m- more direct course to actually um, take so that we can get to this point of what we want our marriage to look like, so that we can get to our happily ever after. great
0: mm-hmm. okay. And I think you mentioned this, but the idea of like fantasizing about marriage, people, they have these pictures and images in their mind. Why do you think people fantasize about marriage?
1: Um, well, there are probably many different reasons, uh, <laughs> but just some reasons that I can think of, you know, is just, uh, you know, the the examples that we have in our lives mm-hmm. um, or the examples that we don't have in our lives, you know, like if we grow up in a home, you know, with married parents or married grandparents, married, you know, family members, and we see them and we see them doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, We see them, you know, living these beautiful marriages. And then, you know, that becomes our picture of our marriage and what we want it to be, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily thinking about, you know, or even knowing, you know, about the necessary work that it's going to take to get there. Um, But, you know, just having that picture, Or, you know, on the flip side, you know, if you come from a, you know, a home with or a family with, you know, barely any marriages or, you know, if they do have marriages, all those marriages are very dysfunctional, you know, then you kind of, you know, go into it, you know, with, with kind of this, um, preconceived notion of, hey, you know, marriage Mm -hmm. kind of sucks, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's it's kind of those, you know, you, you, you have already lost before you even played the game type of things Mm -hmm. to where, um, You know, you've all you already have like these, you know, very low expectations, and so you know, with that, you know, it'll kind of be that self fulfilling prophecy to where, you know, it's what you're thinking it's gonna be, so that's probably what it's gonna be. Um, One other thing I think is is media. You know, I think media plays such a big part in our lives, with so much, of you know what we, um, you know, see. like, how we picture things. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when it comes to the media, you know, whether it's movies or TV shows or or videos or pictures, you know, we have all of these different images um, and these different pictures of, hey, this is what, you know, a good marriage looks like. This is what a bad marriage looks like. And we kind of build, you know, our own, you know, picture from all of those pictures as well.
0: Definitely. Um, I think that for a lot of women, like, we grow up with the message, like, when you get, when you're a girl, you grow up with the message that when you get older, you know, you're going to get married, you're going to have this beautiful wedding, you're going to be this wife, this mom, and so I think there's a lot of communication, family pressure that comes to girls, and that gives us some warped perceptions of marriage. I also think there's a lot of comments just in, like, women friendships about marriage, there's competition, there's jealousy, there's all that that gives us this, gives us this um, distorted view of what marriage actually is. And so I think that some people have this rush to get married, not because it's something they actually want, or desire, but because they feel pressured. um, And they don't want to be left alone. They don't want to be by themselves. And I think you can be empowered and be single. Not everybody needs to or should get married and you can be a hundred percent happy, healthy and whole on your own. And I think in fact, before you get married or think about marriage, like you should be completely content with just you and yourself. Like I said this earlier, you should, your happiness shouldn't come from another person. You know, I think people make this mistake of jumping into marriage and thinking, All of their problems will be resolved when they're tied to another person. But your problems, you, your issues, everything gets heightened in marriage. So any issues you have prior to that, they're only going to be enlarged once you're tied to another person. Once you're in this long-term, lasting, like stuck with another person, connected to them for all the decisions that you make, those issues are only going to grow. And with that, thinking about the issues, how can we deal with challenges in marriage?
1: Um, I think that the first piece is the whole um, communication factor, um, but I think it, it, you know, it comes from like knowing, like how you best, you know, communicate, how you like to receive. You know communication and then knowing your your spouse and how they best communicate you know how they like to receive um you know communications and you know how that works together um, because you know we very much had to learn like within our marriage like you know i'm a person that that you know i i need time mm-hmm. you know when it comes to you know processing and and actually, you know, getting my thoughts together and actually talking about things, and then, you know, my wife, on the other hand, she is a no. We need to work through this. We need to talk through this, and we need to do it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there, there was that, you know, like those contradicting um, dynamics there within us, being able to, you know, communicate, and so having to, you know, grow through that and learn, you know, how to do that, and you know, actually thinking. Okay, let me like, try my best to put myself in her own shoes, mm-hmm. you know, and her doing the same for me. And I was talking about it and, you know, hey, how does this, like, how does it feel, you know, when you don't have that time? You know, mm-hmm. how does it feel when you have to wait? And um, being able to understand that, and uh, not even that we you know, get it right all the time, even still, um, but just kind of having that information and, and then, you know, actually thinking about it and taking it into consideration. When, you know, those times come up, like it's a really big thing and it's a really good tool to have and to use. Uh, So, so, you know, sometimes, you know, I do get to a place to where it's like, okay, I really do just need this time. But we've talked about it. So when I communicate to her, like, like, hey, babe, I got to, you know, I need a minute. You know, she she can actually, you know, like respect that and be like, okay, like, even though I really want to talk about this right now. Like, I will hold it for a minute. And then, you know, flip that as well. You know, she she comes and lets me know, hey, I think this is something that we really need to talk about right now. And even though, you know, the, the me, the comfortable me is like, uh, can wait a little bit. Like, she's already letting me know. And I know how she feels when she has to wait. And she's letting me know, communicating like, hey, this is something that I really need right now. And so, you know, I'm able to take that into consideration and be like, okay, like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know that kind of, that communication piece, as well as knowing your spouse is, um, you know, really big and handling, you know, conflict when it when it comes.
0: Definitely, and I think one of the ways to deal deal with conflict um, and challenges, I think, is first to actually actually authentically deal with it, um, because I think it's so easy to brush past it and never actually get to the root of the problem or the issue. I think we encountered that a lot. We kept like going in this cycle of having like the same conversation um, with a different issue but it was all related, you know? And so I think it was because we never actually dealt with the root of the problem. And we were like, why do we keep getting back in the same spot and having the same Conversation, And so I think we have to have an honest conversation, like with ourselves and look at our motivation and then with our partners and honestly work through the issue. Like not just the, you know, problem that's occurring on the surface, but what is the actual root of this problem? Like, why do you actually feel this way? Is it because I did this? Or is it because this is, you know, something in childhood that you didn't deal with, and that's present in our relationship? So I think we have to, with our partners, conquer the issue together wholeheartedly, like face on. I think there are times to, like, tread lightly and deal with issues. But I think if we don't fully deal with those issues, then they keep coming back up to haunt us. And you don't wanna spend six months, one year, like six years dealing with the same problem that's masking itself in different ways because you're scared to actually have the conversation or to argue it out or to talk it out or to get help, like seek counseling, seek outside people to get those resources. Another thing that I think is like, get help from other people if there are people that are safe people not just for you but for you and your partner then they should be a great resource it could be an older married couple it can be you know marriage counseling but i think you need to get help because some issues you're too blinded your partner's too blinded or too close to the issue to maybe see from an outside perspective but there's a lot of emotions involved and those are maybe clouding your judgment or causing you to make irrational decisions that aren't healthy for you or for your partner. And so sometimes we do need to take that space. Sometimes we need to talk to other people. We need to seek outside help to make sure that we're actually walking in a way that represents our heart and the wholeness of what we want for our lives and for our marriage. All right um what is the best part of marriage
1: that is most definitely uh a little question <laughs> um but yeah i don't know if i could just like you know narrow it down to like like one thing um, that's the best part of marriage but one of the things uh, that i would say is awesome about marriage is always having someone there um mm. like you know, it doesn't matter what like what's going on, like what my thoughts are, like whether they're happy, whether they're sad, whether they're in between, whether I just don't even know what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling that way or even how I've gotten to that place. Like just having, you know, her there um, just to, you know, talk to things if I need to talk, if I don't need to talk, but I just, you know, want to, you know, want to hug or. You know whatever the case may be just you know always having her there um to just kind of be with me to kind of you know walk through you know whatever it is uh, with me um it's something that you know i most definitely love um and i'm most definitely thankful for um so yeah
0: i think for me it's the in- intimacy um having another human Like outside of your family that knows you, that deeply knows you, that loves you on the intimate level um, and is with you throughout the different versions of you because you continue to grow, you change, that person continues to grow and change. So I think there's nothing more intimate than having someone with you throughout life um, that knows you on such a deep, deep level throughout the different seasons of life. And I appreciate the way our love grows, the way that um, our patience for each other grows, the way that, you know, our love languages change, the way that our humor changes, the way that we grow together. So I think just the depth of the love that we have for each other and how that blossoms in the midst of the changes of life for me is an intimacy that I think you can only truly get in marriage
1: and then to kind of put those two things together is something that love as well um, to have a person there that you've gone through and grown through all of this stuff with, and then just to have moments to where you sit back and reflect on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of my favorite things ever when I, you know, when we, you know, do have a disagreement and, you know, it lasts like 10 minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to like 10 days. <laughs> yeah, <that's real. laughs> and, and, and then, you know, after those 10 minutes, just being like, dang, babe you remember like when this really sucked and she you know her being able to relate and us to just have you know a conversation and then to kind of laugh about it um to have a person that you could just be you know honest with Mm -hmm. like all the time that's definitely going to be honest with you um all the times is also you know really good just because we live in a world that's um filled with you know so much that's like not true or not real Mm -hmm. Um, so to have that on a constant basis is also something that I really love
0: definitely and let's think about you know for people who are thinking about marriage and again we're not preaching that everybody should get married because I definitely can say I don't think that marriage is for everyone and I think that's why divorce is very common but we're not here to talk about divorce maybe another episode um but for people who are thinking about getting marriage what's some advice that we can give them it could be successful keys to make a marriage work or just things that they should be honest and open about
1: mm-hmm. um i think one thing is um two finances <laughs> uh, you know and i could say this from experience um you know, make a plan. If that's something that you want to do, that's something that you have in your heart, make a plan financially forward. Even if you don't have, you know, each and every duck in a row, uh, make sure that there is some type of outline there uh, because, you know, financial issues you know that's like one of the top reasons for a divorce mm-hmm. um, even though we're not speaking about that this episode um, so yeah just making sure that you have a plan there that you're not walking into kind of a minefield mm. um, because you don't have a plan um, another thing that I would say is as you kind of you know alluded to earlier, Making sure that you are good by yourself, Mm -hmm. Uh, making sure that you don't, you know, believe these myths about, you know, hey, when I get married, I'm going to stop doing this because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm married or, you know, those different types of things, because that's not how it works. Like if you go. Um, into your marriage with some jacked up non-marital habits, then those are going to be an issue within your marriage. Like it's not just going to stop all of a sudden or majestically uh, because you all of a sudden got married. Um, And then one more thing, and you kind of touched on this as well, um, having people in your life um, that you can look up to, you know, that you Mm -hmm. can talk to, you know, that have been there. Um, Like is, you know, a very, I would say a very crucial piece, you know, like we all have people with opinions in our lives, you know, everybody has an opinion, but everybody hasn't gone through. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having that person that knows like what it takes to get where you want to be and you being able to use them as a resource and them being able to level you throughout that process Mm -hmm. is something that I could say is major to have. I
0: agree with that. I mean, I think we have a few people, but I think of one couple in particular. Like, they are our people. When we have issues and we really need support, we can go to them individually. We can go to them collectively, and you know, they're they're giving us the honest truth. Whether it's you know we're we're really frustrated, we're really upset. Like we have we're having trouble working through this particular topic, and so um, I think it's really necessary for married people to have other married people that they can confide in as a resource. People that are not gonna go and run their mouths, but people that are your safe space to support and walk with you throughout the seasons um, of your marriage as well. I also think for people who are considering getting, marriage, uh, getting married, I think it's important to um, spend time on your own, like really spend time on your own. I mean, time that's like apart from your family, time that's just, you like knowing yourself, whether it's like, you know, you live in an apartment alone, you take a solo trip and travel, you you know, something that is very true to who you are, where you can really process through these are my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. This is my identity so that, you know, with a shadow of a doubt who you are and you bring all of who you are into your marriage. Because I think it's easy to have your identity go from, this is my identity as Jane Doe or John Doe, to here's our identity as the Doe's and you lose who you are. And so I think you need to go firmly into the marriage with knowing who you are, like standing by your beliefs and values and be prepared to like, you know, process through another person's identity and figure out what your collective identity is together. Um, And I think that time, that solo time is really necessary and important.
1: One more thing that I just thought about, um, don't settle. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're thinking about marriage, uh, whether you have that person or not, um, just not settling. Um, This is a, you know, lifelong commitment that you're making. Mm
0: -hmm. And so,
1: you know, it makes no sense for you to make a decision, you know, based on the right now. um, Mm -hmm. When, you know, that person may not necessarily be the full or I I don't know if I'm saying this the right way, but making a decision um, based upon things that you think you may want and not necessarily making sure that, that that person, Um, Is the right person, you know, or like I said kind of early, you know, thinking that marriage is going to change a person Mm -hmm. um, because it ain't going to change. It's not going to change a person. Um, Mm -hmm. The only person that changes a person um, is them when they're ready to change. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Um, not settling, you know. If you have things that you want, things that you need, um, and you're gonna need those things, like making sure that you have those things, you know, not just thinking, oh, this person knows this or this person will know this out of nowhere, but you know, making sure that that person has those things, they are those things, um, or at least has the capacity to, you know, be those things, um, but not just. Um, in an abstract way, but in, you know, an actual real and intangible type of way, like there's no reason to settle on something when it's a lifelong commitment. That's kind of a setup. Like you going to set yourself up to fail if you end up just settling because, you know, you're feeling pressured. You know, you have friends, everybody around you is, is is getting married or, you know, you've grown up in a culture to where you have to be married or, you know, you know, you have a mom or a dad. Um, grandma or grandpa, that you know. Hey, I need grandbabies or any of those different things. You know, don't don't rush it. Um, you know, like if you're not ready, then don't get married. But make sure that when it is time, that you're not settling. Like, don't settle for, you know, something less than you know what you need, what you should have, what you deserve. Um, because that is, you know, uh, a setup for failure.
0: Definitely agree. Um, marriage is work. It is, there's no one fix for all. It is challenging. It's time consuming, but it's also beautiful. It is something that can bring joy. It can bring life. It can bring, um, peace, companionship. Marriage is good when it's with the right person, the right time, the right season. Um, so we definitely are not preaching not to get married or preaching the goodness of marriage, but we want, the truth of marriage to be known um, as opposed to this manufactured media produced um, idea or perception of marriage. So we want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bloom Darling podcast. We appreciate um, you joining us. Thank you, Darrell, for joining us. Of
1: course. Thank you for having me.
0: Always. Hopefully you'll be back.
1: Maybe. We'll see. We'll see,
0: well, we'll see you in two weeks for episode eight of Bloom Darling podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bloom Darling Podcast. To stay up to date on all things Bloom Darling, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bloom Darling Podcast. See you in two weeks for a new episode. We have the power to make every season spring. Now remember to bloom.